This is Mackenzie Milton. This is Steve Levy from ESPN, and you're listening to One Night Stand. One Night Stand. Sem condição sabe ter passeio. Just one night stand. This is one night stand. Presented by First Watch, the official breakfast and lunch sponsor of One Night Stand. What up, Night Nation? It's Cincinnati week, possibly the biggest game of the year, biggest home game of the year, who knows? On today's show, we recap the big letdown, 34-13 loss in Greenville, last game versus ECU in a while. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that, obviously preview the big Cincinnati Halloween weekend home game. As always, Money Moves Picks, Moves Mailbags, speaking of, I'm here with... Money Moo, UCF rolled into Greenville in their first real road test of the year. And better late than never, Isaiah Bowser plowed into the end zone from three yards out for the first watch, first score. Congratulations to Victor Amat, Connor Dixon, Brandon Harkins, and Greg Singh. You all have won a $25 gift card to first watch. DM me for details. Boom! The Knights suffered a slow and painful defeat from our conference foe, losing the turnover battle 4-0 and getting swept right out of the building. East Carolina, 34. Knights, 13. Huh? How do we only score 13 points? <sighs> I don't know, but, dude, we had it. The Stars were freaking aligned for college game day. Started off the day, you know, sitting on the couch. Lee Corso, out of freaking nowhere, drops the, oh, well, this, this, and this happens. We'll see you in downtown Orlando. That was the worst impression ever, but... <laughs> he said that, right? So then, you know, we needed Clemson to beat Syracuse. Syracuse leading the whole game. Clemson holds off the upset. Cincinnati up early. Memphis comes back, goes for two to tie up, misses it. Cincy holds them off. So all we had to do was beat ECU, something we'd done for the last six straight years. And we blew it. We freaking blew it. Um. <sighs> The last time I felt this way was when we lost to Duke in the March Madness tournament. And two totally different things, but... Oh, it, no. No, no. It was, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. It wasn't the like the way we lost, because that was way different. It was what we missed out on by not winning the game. Because we were getting college game day if we won this. And if we had beat the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament on the second day of the first round, we would have had a whole week of media coverage about Taco Bell and BJ... Taco Bell, Taco Fall, <laughs> and B.J. Taylor and Aubrey Dawkins. We would have missed out on that, um, the spotlight. And that's the spotlight we kind of missed out on with the ECU game. So that's why it was comparable for me. But it sucks again in the grand scheme of things. Not the end of the world. We still control our own destiny. We can still get to the conference championship game with home field advantage. So that's all fine. It just sucks we missed on, you know, the awesomeness of college game day. I was going to say, you know, it reminded I didn't haven't felt this bad since the Boca Bowl BYU because it was quite similar. It was a lot of hype going in and immediate deflation in like the first couple minutes and never even a glimmer of hope. Yeah. Uh getting the field goal at half 
you know, still pretty mad. We were within two scores. Came out, and scored then, a touchdown. I was like, oh, we're back. Well, I didn't think we were back, but I thought we there there was the one glimmer of hope. And Se- then after that, it was 17, just like... 17 to 10, though. You know, it's within one possession, and then fucking punt, 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 field goal. Ugh. No, game... I mean, the turnovers... That's all we have to say about the whole game. No, but like, re- real quick, though, what you said, game flow-wise, it was definitely like the BYU game. I was saying, obviously, the game flow was way different with the Duke game, but like the feeling of what we missed out on by the loss is how I felt after the Duke game. Like, what could have been type thing. Um, but yeah, it definitely felt like the B- like the game was just over. It was just over. So anyway, uh, the, you were talking about the turnovers. The turnovers, obviously, when you lose a turnover battle 4-0, pretty tough to come anywhere near uh, winning the game. (laughs) You you were talking Uh, about turnovers the last couple weeks. Just, uh, you know, not it was like the opposite. Not to say I told you so or anything, but I had this game circled in my personal um, power ranks and everything. So, you know, I, I told everyone that this was the one that we needed to watch out for. Of course, it comes back and to haunt us here. Uh, Holt Naylor's quarterback ECU played out of his mind. Of course. I feel like six time against you know, us. Just every, you know, every third and eight, third and nine, third and 12 was just somehow, some way. I'm like, I know that he's going to get the ball out and I'm going to catch it. The problem was the blitz was not getting to him. He was getting the ball out so fast. And we were getting pressure. Like we, you know how usually when we have a blitz, either a linebacker or a defensive end, like will come in untouched or run right through a blocker and that be the guy that puts the pressure. This kid was freaking <clears throat> a kid. He's a grown man now. He's uh, like our age. Dude. Nailers, <laughs> he was just getting the ball out too quick. And, uh, you know, I, I give credit to the defense because at the beginning of the game, even with the turnovers and, uh, you know, their usual playing soft, like the first couple drives, I felt like we did a, a, a pretty good job. Um, kind of lost it at the end. It was, but, uh, yeah, it was not bad by the defense. I mean, our first three drives resulted in turnovers. Their first three drives resulted in only 10 points. So, I don't know, three points per drive considering we kept giving them the ball back. Not that bad. And, like, I was tweeting about this during the game, and everyone was like, oh, it's on the defense. I'm like, I I don't know, man. It's a team sport. So, like, maybe the defense could have stopped him once or twice, but the offense wasn't doing him any favors giving him the ball back that quickly. Um, My just overall thought is it, it just felt like ECU wanted it more. Like, we were flat. I mean, all right, let's go actually back to the beginning of the game. The Jalen Griffin drop, which was either going to be a touchdown or a huge game, that's one of those plays where I feel like that changes like the momentum and the outcome of the game at that point. Because like we would have, I think, been up seven nothing or seven three or whatever, and then I don't know, you know, it's kind of like the butterfly effect. Like, does anything similar happen? Do we turn the ball over the next three times? Who knows? But do you think if he caught that ball, that would have changed the outcome? It's possible. Um, you know, you look at that play, but then then again, you know. The, the first half was completely controlled by East Carolina. Even though the score, you know, never got out of hand in the first half, it just it, seemed like the their ball control, their crate, like Dude. some of their, you know, 
first drive, 10 plays, second drive, 16 plays, third drive, 10 plays. They were at two, know, they were at two to one time of possession at halftime. Normally it takes the entire game to get a margin that big. Yeah, it's just, and again, the first two drive, first three drives ended up in turnovers for us, an interception, a fumble and giving it up on down. So yeah, again, another turnover. Like we didn't have a, th- we had one three and out the whole game. Yeah, but and here's another thing too. You know, you mentioned we, you know, we put together a nice little drive despite the first three drives that resulted in turnovers uh, before halftime. And there was a point I think we had like a seven yard gain. You know, uh, with like less than a minute left driving is what ended up in a field goal. And Gus like didn't call a timeout, and then. They let the clock run down, and we just kicked a field goal. Do, do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, sort of. But, I mean, near the end of the half. I don't know. I, I don't Look, know. And, and, like, I was reading um, – there was, like, a whole thread about this on the dungeon. And someone was like, oh, they're in cover four. You can't pass against it. We're happy to take the three. All right, that's great. Let's give it to our playmakers. Richardson, let's give it to Harvey. Let's get – you know what I'm saying? We don't have to force a throw or whatever because you're in, like, some – prevent defense but i don't know like they let a bunch of time run off the clock that's obviously not what changed the game but i mean it was good we got three then we came out had the ball got seven and then it was just again a combination the defense couldn't stop them and then we were just you know punt punt field goal and at that point the game was over and there were so few possessions in this game i think each team only had the ball like seven times maybe it was they, you know, like you said before, they really, each time ECU had it, they ate up a chunk of clock. I, I don't know. You know, it's on both sides. But also, too, you know, the the defense, I feel like is playing good, and, and they're good in the, in the red zone. They're good, you know, they're a good scoring defense, but the defense has to start creating more takeaways. Yeah, I'm with turnovers you. Turnovers or however you want to say that could, it. Like, that could have spun the game around. Feel- yeah, that's what we feasted on these last, like, you know, five or six years. And it really attributes to all of our, you know, big wins. It, it is yeah. massive turnovers, and we just haven't been getting those. So the other thing um, I wanted to talk about, I don't know if it's just, you can't really point the finger at anyone or any coach, is just UCF on the road in general. Like, since 2017, or since we lost Milton, really, like, can you name one decent road win outside of the state of Florida that we had? Um, you can't, because wait. we really haven't. Wait, Pitt? No, we blew that at the end. Uh, Memphis? No, we blew that at the end. Um, I'm trying to think of the ones I went to. Oh, Louisville? Oh, no, wait, we blew that at the end. Dude, literally, like, any decent away game. <laughs> you know what's We funny? haven't won. You know what's funny is uh, <laughs> it was like Wednesday and uh, Mitch texted me and was like, dude, let's uh, let's fly to Carolina, we'll hit up ECU, and then hit the Bucks game Sunday. It's going to be an epic weekend. <laughs> Imagine how bad of a trip that would have been. Yeah. The Bucks I mean, game look was at last, worse. Look at last year. Our only road win the entire year was Temple. Temple? That's it. Yeah. We lost to Louisville. On Sneaky the road, temple. we lost to Navy on the road. We lost to SMU on the road. Yeah, and this Go was our first. 20- this was our first game out of the state too. 
Um, okay, I, I tell you back. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech we suck. beat in 2020 on the road. Okay, but, but whatever. That's pretty much it. Nah. We beat Houston. They, they weren't that great. Look, yeah, we suck on the road, but here's the thing. Like, I... God. Social media, everything, message boards have been so negative. And I get it. I'm with you there. I feel that pain. But we, like, as a fan base, like, and as a team, everyone, like, we just have to come back better and stronger than ever. We have seen glimpses of how good this team can be. And as fans, like, yes, we can be disappointed, but, like, I'm not liking all the negative energy because, like I said earlier, we still control our own destiny. We've seen how good we can be. I don't know. I'm sure you saw the stuff on Twitter about, like, pull the quarterback, three straight turnovers. I, I don't know. You think that was the move there? I'm kind of no, but listen, the guy again, like I've said, he's it's a roller coaster. He's gonna have ups and downs. The the week before, everyone was like, "Oh my God, here, Heisman, Johnny, Johnny Dimes, Johnny Heisman, here he goes." And you know, people overreact one way or the other. So he's not as good. This is my take: is that he's not as good as he was in the Temple game, and he's not as bad as he was That's in fair. this game. That's very But because fair. of the roller coaster way that he plays, you're going to get these 70.7 touchdown games and you're going to get the four, the four turnover games. And that's something that we're going to have to live with at least for this year. Yeah, and I mean, there was some other bad takes too. Um maybe I've gotten soft. I don't know. I used to be like a harsh critic, but I'm like I don't know, man. Like maybe I'm just older and smarter or less dumb. I I don't know. Should I be more upset? Like, of course I'm upset. I don't know. The way I look at it, we still control our own destiny. And that's the best you can ask for. Because there's really nothing worse than knowing that you can win every game and still not make the conference championship. And you have to, like, you know, pray for Cincy to lose. Like, we can beat Cincy. We can beat Tulane. We can have the conference championship game at home. It's okay. I don't know. Well, it. I, I mean, it's a pretty ugly loss. But it happens. I don't we shit, we the shit the bed. We shit the bed. Listen, we've lost four. We've lost four games in the last three years as double-digit favorites. All right, that's not good. I would, I would categorize <laughs> that as not. good. I mean, this was you know the, it was kind of telling you like, hey, it was only UCF minus five. Like that. This is. Dude, we got that field goal and I did the halftime double down and then they scored the touchdown. I'm like, oh my God, this was the best bet ever. Psych. <laughs> like you honestly have to go back to 2015 for being a favorite lo- losing by this much. It hasn't happened since then. Yeah, I don't know. But you know what? Maybe we just got it all of our, out of our systems. Um, all right, we could talk about this all day. I've got... One more note that I re- that I wrote down that I want to address, and then we can move on. Um, why the fuck is Bowser returning kicks? Ridiculous. <laughs> like, dude, put unbelievable. Put Jalen Griffin or like Quan Lee, or I don't know, Townsend, anyone, that, anybody. Like, dude, that like, and I've I haven't been critical of Gus at all. Play calling, whatever. I'm like, I trust him. Dude, that's just a huge like, what the fuck moment. I, it just it doesn't make sense. Like he's injury prone, and I don't know. I don't think he's got the best like fast twitch. I I don't know, but whatever. Right, I just had to get off of my that off my chest. It's All been right, eating it's me up now. since the game. <laughs> All right, you got anything else from the ECU game? Colton Boomer 
two for oh, two, dude. still perfect on the year. Our shining light in this season, <laughs> death taxes and Colton Boomer. Yeah. Heck of a kid, man. I mean, on the road as a kicker and a, and a true freshman, I I can't say it enough. I'll, I'll continue to say it every single week. I have confidence in this guy. There will be a time, possibly in the next two weeks, where <laughs> there there is going to be a game-winning kick on the line, and I would bet the house on this kid making it from any distance. Yeah, that's definitely... Uh... I'm trying to think of the right phrase. It's not like a silver lining or like a light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know. It's just uh, a good takeaway, you know. And the the great thing is, you know, we're going to have this guy for the next three years. So at least we got some consistency there when, uh, I don't know, it's been a little shaky besides that. All right. Um, Cincinnati preview? Yeah, uh, we can talk about Cincinnati a little bit real quick um is there is let's there, talk is there about more to talk about them later or possibly oh okay all right i'll let you lead here so just kind of looking at the rest of the schedule by the way um you know we have cincinnati this week homecoming then we go at memphis at tulane and then navy usf look the, the and navy meat oh. of the schedule is going to be these next three games all of which are going to be very, very close lines, basically coin flips. Actually, Cincinnati right now was favored at minus one um, on the initial line. It's actually been bet around to even, so even money right now, 50-50. Hmm. Um, Cincinnati really is, this is not the team of, you know, last year, the year before. There's no Desmond Ritter. There's no um, Alex Pierce. There's no Sauce Gardner. You know, this is not like a, a real flashy team. You know, they're, they're, they've won a couple games, um, you know, against decent teams, but they haven't really beaten a, a solid team. They beat Kennesaw State, Miami of Ohio, a 3-5 and five Indiana team. But this team struggled in conference play. Look, they almost lost to USF. USF was dominating the game, but yep. of course screwed it up at the end. SMU was a two-point conversion away from tying it up at the end, and they kind of messed around with Tulsa too long. So this team is definitely beatable. Like, yep. last year we were 21-point dogs. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that since 2015. 21-point dogs against Cincinnati. You know, well, they may, I think they they were on track for like the playoff, and we just lost to freaking Navy. So, you know, yeah, context still, matters. I mean, this is not. I'm just saying, like, this is not the Cincinnati of yesteryear. Uh, but obviously, it's still a huge game. And I think we, know, looking I think we up smoke the, them. Personally. Looking up in the conference standings, you see us with one conference loss, Tulane and Cincy undefeated in the conference yet we play Tulane and Cincy so we definitely control our own destiny yep we know what's in front of us and don't forget uh, don't forget Memphis sandwiched between the Cincinnati game then we go at Memphis and then at Tulane so it's gonna be rough Memphis it's tough it's murderer's row to get a decent now to win the conference I think we're probably gonna have to win out There, there could be some miracle where we lose another one 
but we're probably going to have to win out. Now, for me to have, I would say, a successful season, I think we need to win two out of the next three. I agree. I think that's pretty fair. Like, two out of the next three, all of them are going to be decently close in line. It's going to be a field goal here or there. And uh, if we can win two out of the next three and, you know, we end up being like nine and three, I think nine and three with a solid bowl, it could be considered a successful season for me. I'm with you there. Uh, Obviously, you know, I I want us to win all three. And, you know, as fans, we're allowed to look ahead. We're just, you know, teams obviously focus just on Cincinnati. But any one of these three can be tough. But, you know, I think, like you said, this is not the same Cincinnati. This is a beatable Cincinnati. They've exposed themselves. So have we, but we've also shown dominance that they haven't. And I think in the bounce house, 3.30, best kickoff time. Saturday. Saturday. People have been wanting. I mean, it's the first Saturday game? Second. Second. It's Georgia Tech, but still. Yeah, this is big. We're going to be loud. It's homecoming. I'm going to be there. Um, Not going to hug anyone, but. I think I think I think we this is gonna be a statement win, you know, on ES, ESPN, not ESPN U plus three Ocho, anything like that. Regular ESPN, three thirty kickoff. I think this can be a statement win, and we'll have some momentum going on a tough away stretch, you know, at Memphis, at Tulane, but you know, one game at a time. Um, you know, it, it's not as it's not as bad. Being, as able, everyone being able to bounce back from this i mean that's the true test of of resilience is is right here real quick a little non-football uh thing i wanted to point out it being homecoming week you know used to love this week uh just being being on campus what was your like favorite homecoming memory you know we had like a bunch of concerts we had comedy night spirit splash skit night you know just one Right, One so memorable thing that you I rem- had. I remember, I don't know who specifically it was, but it was Spear Splash, and I think it was, you know, Lincoln Divine. He was in ATO. It was him and, like, maybe Brian Dickey. I don't know. You know how, like, everyone's on the edge of the Spirit Splash thing, and then everyone goes at once? Well, like, right as they were counting down, these two guys just, like, did a lap in Speedos. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I remember. I think I was with you. I think I'm it was sure like our senior that. year. I was like, man, I, I'm old because these guys look like kids. I don't know. I mean, not. It's obviously not like an epic <laughs> memory, but it's just one that sticks out. I was like, that's hilarious. I wish I had did that when I was like a freshman. Um, what about yeah. you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure I went to three out of the four um, spirit splashes. I used to like the 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 concerts because I felt you know just being a UCF student and and it was it was free this was something cool and there was a lot of great acts that you know they were up and coming that ended up being T-Pain major superstars like T-Pain great T-Pain I'm pretty sure it was 2008 or 2007 when we were there and he's the he's the concert for this year like how crazy is that wait he's the concert again you didn't know that? Oh shit! No, <laughs> I'm like kids were even born. <laughs> Did they even know? Like, oh man, I'm not sure. Old. Does he have new songs? I don't think he does. Um, Still, it's gonna be a class. It's gonna be a great concert. 
T-Pain was the year that Luke Bryan was like the um, the warm-up and he maybe had like one good song and all of a sudden he's doing like stadium tour. He's like one of the most popular country artists of like the last 10 years. That's wild. Him, uh, remember they had Fall Out Boy? Yo, dude. I think they had Drake one year. That was like some other concert. All I right. Know if it was actually Yo, like this, is, this is wild. All right. They had Lenny Kravitz, Jay Leno, The Beach Boys, Comedy Acts, Jerry Seinfeld, Jim Gaffigan, also singing, Snoop Dogg. This was all in one year? No, this is like the the history, <laughs> though. Oh, dude, dude, Bob Saget was there the year before we were there. Oh, and you the remember year freshman year. Uh, Pete Davidson in like 2015 when on like a big racist rant or something like that? Oh, that, yeah. That went viral? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh. That's funny. This is awesome. I'm just going. Well, anyway, good yeah. times. I think they still do. Pretty sure they still do movie night. But anyway, that movie was movie like, night. A really fun time, uh, especially you know, like being a fraternity. You know, uh, oh, we're, we're, we're matched with either Pi Fi or um, Alpha Z for like the eighth time. <laughs> I think we just alternated. Yeah, yeah, but it was cool. I mean, oh no, they were they know, were dope. They, a bunch. Were, they were cool. You got to meet a bunch of new people, and uh, is that how you met Lily? No, she was in Kyo. Oh, I don't think we ever had. I'm just gonna completely cut that out, (laughs) dude. It's oh man, it's so weird because like those organization names used to just like I used to know which house was what, and like used to just roll off my tongue, and like. Now I had to think about. I'm like, wait, what was that house on the corner that we had homecoming with like eight times? Oh, Alpha Z. <laughs> I mean, dude, it was like 10 years ago. We graduated 10 years ago. I graduated 11 years ago. Thank you. Well, 10 and a half. It's 2022. Yeah, but you graduated right. in December. Let's go to picks. What's the next month after the next month? Uh, December. October. <laughs> All right, let me, let me, dude. let me, yeah, I know. I, I don't want to talk about it. All right, guys, now it's time for our favorite segment, Money Moves Picks of the Week. One and one, my favorite record last week. Big winner with TCU. Loser was Memphis, but I will say the backdoor cover almost hit after being down 35 nothing. <laughs> it almost hit plus seven. Unbelievable. Anyway. I, I did have the right handicap, though, because I did say Memphis, the ultimate backdoor team, and that would have been the the biggest backdoor cover of all time, um, but still lost. Anyway, now back to even again, 6-6 six and six on the year. But we got two more for you this week, as always. Pick number one, little surprise, we're going to go with the UCF Knights. What? Even, Against Cincinnati. Look, Wait, what? The power rank model says UCF should be favored minus seven. It was a screaming buy at UCF plus one. Now bet back to even. If this goes to minus one or even minus two, I'm saying don't touch it. But the official pick is going to be at UCF even. Look, things have been weird this season. Very up, very down. 
I can see us winning the game. Cincy, nowhere near as good as they were last year. And this is just one of those games where, you know, typical public Joe, like, walks up to the betting window in Vegas and looks and goes, oh, Cincinnati, uh, yeah, they they, uh, they went to a couple New Year's Six Bowls last couple years. UCF, oh, they just got blown out by East Carolina. This is easy. Cincinnati's going to dominate. That's where they get you. So, look, it's crazy, I know, but the system that I use uh, is saying pick UCF. So I'm going to put that 8-1 and one record on the line for holy, a big win. Holy shit, for man. U- <laughs> Dude, I'm, for I'm, UCF this I'm like week. shaking right now because I, like, I <laughs> asked you this earlier and you're like, oh, I'll talk about them. I'm like... Is he going to pick Cincinnati? I'm like, there's no way he can give the third blessing in the year, especially after, you know, you lost the first one, made up for it. I'm with it's you, though, crazy. man. I was, you know, we were talking about the preview. We've got the best home field advantage. You know, I'd say, you know, top, I don't know, 10 in college football. Cincinnati, not nearly as good as they were last year, like you said. And we're freaking pissed off. Like we are, I think really you're right. Mad, we're mad. Man. We're mad, dude. We're big mad. Like it's just as mad as our fans were online. Like this team is going to be mad, and they're going to take it out on Cincinnati. They're garbage. But I can't believe it either. The, the money moo, you know, red light indicator, ding, 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 goes off for a third time in the season. Usually it's once. Very rarely it's two. Never has it been three times this year. So just, seriously, could make or break everyone's year you know we're one and one this year when picking ucf dude i'm i'm scared i'm gonna bet so much <laughs> money on this <laughs> i have to dude because i bet a, a sizable amount last week even though you warned you know against it but i'm like all right we'll make it interesting and then you know as we're driving for the field goal i'm like oh i can get plus six like i think we can keep it within six so i doubled Goodness. down but uh Ah, dude, All right. I, so I'm with you. I'm I think we you, blow them out. I'm telling you, bet, you know, obviously only bet what you think, you know, you can lose. I told you to bet the house on Louisville. You lost it. Told you never, to bet the house on never Temple. Never bet the house. Got like, it back. Think of, like, how much money can I blow on, like, a, a crazy bachelor party this weekend, right? Get that number in your head. Like, what amount would I not be mad about? 500, 1,000, whatever it is. Bet half of that. It'll be a nice win. Half, I like that. But it won't be a crazy loss. Yeah, but Moo. So if you win, it's like you get a free bachelor party. That's exactly my mindset. And Moo, you Worth know what my value. number is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so All right. anyway. Let's go. Taking UCF, the next pick, we're going to go with Kentucky. Plus 12.5 against Tennessee. Here we go. Trap game for Tennessee as they're looking ahead to next week against number one Georgia. Kentucky, very good, sneakily very good defensively, only giving up about 16 points a game, coming off a big win against Mississippi State. Quarterback Will Levis, I can see them keeping this close. It might not win, but a 12.5 points, Kentucky, a little backdoor action, and Tennessee might kind of struggle uh, a little bit on offense, although it hasn't looked like they have uh, in any game so far this season. But this is one of those later in the season, you know, everyone's kind of banged up. Give me Kentucky 
plus 12 and a half with Tennessee looking ahead to Georgia. Yeah, 12 and a half is a lot for this game. I thought it was going to be closer to like a touchdown or maybe like nine. But, dude, no one can stop Tennessee on offense. Like, Josh Heupel, I don't know like what he unlocked with all these guys that aren't even his recruits. I, I don't know, man. I'm speechless. It's um, it's fun to watch. I, I think they blow him out. I'm sorry. I, I might be a little biased because, you know, the whole Tennessee game that I went to. But, uh, I you know, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Tennessee wins and they don't cover. It's a win-win for everyone. But, uh, all right, let's uh, recap the picks. All right, we're going to take UCF with our fingers crossed. Let's go. Even against Cincinnati and Kentucky. Plus 12.5 versus Tennessee. Let's get that money. All right. Last up, we've got Moose Mailbag, where we answer everyone's questions. As always, thank you guys so much for listening and submitting. If you have a second, please hit the subscribe button. Give us a little rating, rate and review. Uh, We'd appreciate that. All right. First question from Corey Esquenazi, PhD. Can you blame a loss on only one player? Asking for a friend, Harrison Delgado. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, it was a team loss. You know, yes, the four turnovers were there, but we also didn't create any turnovers. Um, I just think that overall, you know, it was some kind of funk that, that UCF was in and East Carolina came to play. They played a game in their life. And, you know, the last like four or five years where we crushed this team, uh, they're, they're, they were there to get one back. And I've, I've talked about the struggles on the road. It didn't matter what team it was or where in the country it was, but for some reason, when we leave the state of Florida, we just like forget how to play. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with everything Thoughts. you said, and um, also, I mean, football is the ultimate team sport. Like, you know, you can blame JRP, but you you also don't factor in that, you know, as the game started to get out of hand, he was making quicker decisions, forcing throws. He was taking sacks because he was afraid to throw the ball away and turn the ball over. Football's the ultimate team sport. Like, you can't just have – you have the best quarterback in the world. And, you know, if the rest of the team's not playing well, it doesn't matter. So, you can't blame it on one player. And I would say you, you could blame it equally on the coach as you would the player. All right. This next one is from Tom Johnson. Love hearing moves picks. Thank you, Tom. But I'm a gambling novice. Any websites or apps you guys can recommend to learn and then utilize? Very, very good question. All right, a couple things. Um, listening to Moose picks because he like puts the thoughts behind the picks is definitely good. Um, I think the Action Network app is really good. They give like good advice and reasoning behind that. I think half of it's free, or if you want to pay like ten bucks a month, um, they give you like the upgraded service. But you know it. You just start reading what people say and the reasoning behind their picks, and it kind of, you know, gives you information to make your own educated picks. Um, and then most people have a bookie, but 
there's a website called Bovada, and I'll actually I'm gonna DM you a link, and if anyone else wants this link, we both get a hundred dollars for free. Uh, I use that quite a bit. They've got great live betting and all kinds of good stuff, and uh, I'll send that to you. Um, it's also technically illegal, I think, but I don't know. They got shut down. I, I've been using the site since I was 16, so like six, 17 years ago. Uh, but <laughs> wow, it's just weird being like, oh yeah, this thing in high school was over half my life ago. Yeah, again, uh, just real quick, I don't want to give away all of my trade secrets, but um, you know, one, one site I like to use is called pregame.com. They actually uh, really d- dive deep into a lot of the the numbers and data, uh, you know, of the bets they go with, um, pretty sure they, they take all of this data from like the biggest Las Vegas casinos and they kind of show like what percentage of tickets bet are on each, each team, uh, how much cash is being bet on each team. So you can kind of get to see the gist of like where, you know, public betting is, is being, uh, money's big. Money yeah, is big. Like where, where, where the money yeah. is big. So, fade so the, like, always the, fade the public. Just general rule of thumb. If everyone's so on one, one things, side, fade the public. Yeah, so one of the things that I like to look at is if there's a huge variance between the cash percentage and the ticket percentage. I know this is kind of going deep, but no, this is this, is, this like, is good. This is what the people want. It's basically like pros versus Joes. So it, the pros will always have the biggest bets and they will make the least amount of bets. So they might make a 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 bet. But for the public to be making those at like, you know, 50 or $100, the ticket percentage will be really high on like a public team. So like some of the more public college teams, like the number one public college team is Notre Dame. Cowboys. It's like Notre Dame, Ohio State, you know, NFL, it's Cowboys. Uh, it was the Patriots for a while. But like th- those are teams that like it doesn't matter exactly who, who you playing, would think yeah what the line is like some people just bet on the Cowboys probably, like, probably, I would say Bama probably yeah Alabama another big public team but by far Notre Dame biggest public team like for the last probably fifty years um so you always all right like seventy five percent of the tickets are on Notre Dame and then you look at you know, the the money and say 75% of the money's on whoever Notre Dame's playing. That seems like you should bet on the opponent. But what if, I don't know, maybe it's like 75% tickets, Notre Dame, 90% of the money is on Notre Dame. So that means, what does that mean? Sometimes, like, everyone is on Notre Dame. So usually when that happens, it's the, the line will that start means. moving. Yeah. Well, the line will start moving towards Notre Dame, right? So then. Because they're trying to get money depends, on the other side. Right. So you want to be, you would want to wait to bet and say like if it was a minus five or minus six, you would wait to see like if it would get to a minus seven, and then go with a plus seven on the other side. See what I'm saying? So it, here's the thing, you know, we just gave you a bunch of great information. If you're actually like a real novice, most of it probably made no sense. Yeah, but just <laughs> sorry. No, 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 I I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that in a bad way. The best way to learn is like on the job training. So like go into some site, deposit like 50 bucks, bet a dollar on each game. Like you just have to, it's like a trial and error thing. Cause none of the stuff we said is going to resonate until you actually like understand it. And you're like, Ooh, I think 
this thing's going to happen. And then you bet on it and it doesn't. So it, it's like, it, it's a lot of, you know, you got to retain information, but then also like trial and error. And dude, we're, we're not good at it. Like moves great. I'm, I'm hit or miss. Like I go up really big and then I go down really big. But like I said at the beginning, it's, it's all for entertainment. You know, if you can make a couple bucks, then it's it just like icing on the cake. But, uh, I hope we should I, do like a we should do like a gambling a episode special, like Ooh. just a special that just breaks it down from like step one. Dude, like, me you. What is the vig? Me you, me you and Squints bi week. Yeah. Yo, we'll record this because I'm gonna be in Germany and definitely not gonna do an episode that week. So we'll like pre-record a uh, like just gambling breakdown. That could be huge. I like that idea. Totally down for that. Yeah. But yes, if you are a novice, please do exactly what Sean said. Put like $50 on Bovada and just bet like $1 or $2 per game. I know, obviously, you're not going to be do, a millionaire. Or do like, but... do like 5 bucks or whatever. Like, you just have to go through it to understand. And and here's the thing, too. Like, Moose always said this. Professional gamblers, they only hit like 60%. You're going to lose bets that you should have won. But you're also going to win bets that you should have lost. That's part of it. And that's what makes it so fun and also so frustrating. But yeah, again, it's just for entertainment. That was a really good question. Yeah, and dude. Yeah, Thank basically you, just created an episode for us. So. <laughs> um, is it me, you? Move. Yeah, it's you. All right, next question from White Knight, a.k.a. Ditto Sniffer. Was our fan base always like the message boards we used to laugh at? Or are we just ruined after 2017, 2018? Almost had a big like, blow up on the <laughs> sentence. Rate. I mean, we, use use commas. Just give me one comma, please. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think we're ruined, but I think as a fan base going forward, have we changed? Has it changed us as a fan base? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? So spoiled. I mean, I don't want to say half, but there are a good number of fans that knew nothing about us, didn't care about us. Uh, I don't know. Take your pick. But before 2017, 2018, there was nothing. Yeah. Right? There were no bandwagons. That's really not – it's not a bad thing because I think that – you know, propelled us into the situation that we're in now is which we're going to the big 12. 2017 never happened. We're not going to the big 12 period. Yep. So, you know, it, you just have to temper expectations. You know, it's like, I agree. Go ahead. So it comes with the territory. Like the more success you have, the more dumb fans you're going to have, the more bandwagon fans you're going to have, the more, unrealistic expectations but here's the thing and here's i i think this is gonna like encapsulate it beautifully after 2017 2018 like yes if you guys have been listening for a while i always have an undefeated prediction but at the same time when it doesn't happen and we fall back to like earth from pluto i'm also not that mad and a lot of people are like really really upset that they're like oh like the world is ending i don't know like Temper your expectations. Like, have high hopes, but then also have realistic... Ex- I, I don't know. And maybe I'm stupid. Like I said earlier, maybe I got soft. I don't know. But, you know, it, when you win, like, 25 games in a row, and then, you know, we're up 14-3 to at LSU in the Fiesta Bowl, 
Um, I think it got people's heads like way too big. And, you know, you just got to remember, remember 2015. Yeah. Just remember, none of these are Gus's players either. So I don't know. I'm just in the camp of like. But that's also being a part. That's like being a fan, too. It's like take any NFL team in the league right now. Like they've had their ups. They've had their downs, some more than others. But we've had a lot more ups than most people in the last five, six years. Just look to the West. Just look to the freaking West, okay? (laughs) We could be that. We could very easily have been that. We like if you compared our resumes in like 2010 and was like, Hey, what's the team going to a Power Five conference, and who's the team that's just gonna fucking like explode into anonymity for the rest of time? I would have bet on USF being the good one. Like we had yeah. nothing. We had nothing. So, <laughs> so the way I look at it is, I mean, I'm 33. I probably have 60-ish years left. 60 freaking more seasons to be rooting for this team. They're going to lose big. They're probably going to lose a lot, but they're also going to win a lot. And, wow. you know, that's that's what I love. That was my John Madden. Dude, my mind <laughs> is... going to win a lot and lose a lot. My, no, no, my mind's blown just at your number. At, you know, you expect to live to 93, which you're a healthy guy. Uh, so I'm not going to, you know, dispute that. Modern but, medicine no, and I'm stuff. Just, like... I'm just thinking, though, like... When you put it in that perspective, so, you know, we've got 60 more years of being a fan. There's definitely going to be a time where USF is just, like, world's better than us. Like, we're going to hit rock bottom. They're going to be good. It has to happen over 60 years. Like, think of how much has happened over the last Does 15. <laughs> no, nah, like, I will. It's it will, like, for sure. Shit's going to get – dude, there's probably going to be a point where we're like, oh, we just quit. We're so mad at, like, some future athletic director and some coach – and there's some weird controversy. I don't know. Just enjoy the moment because it's good right now. Well, it's not great, but it's good. Well, it's not bad. We're, we're going, in a good spot. We're going to the Big 12. We're about to get a like 1,000% raise on our TV revenue. Ten times what we did. We got, like, we're getting $3 million. We're getting like $30 million. This is all good. We're just in a weird transition time, and it sucks. It's going to be fine. Worst case scenario, maybe Gus doesn't work out. Whatever. We'll get the next big coach because we're going to have so much money to spend. And our facilities whoa, are going to be whoa. sick. I'm just saying, like, everyone's, like, doomsday scenario. Like, the, the fire Gus tweets I was seeing, I'm like, dude, give this guy a freaking chance. And like I said, maybe I've just gone soft. I don't know. But it just feels like everyone's overreacting a little bit. That would be a good, that would be a good question. So, hypothetical, we lose the next two. No, we lose the next three. Who leaves first, Gus or Dawkins? I mean, it's about how bad did we lose the next three? <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. But it honestly, though, like, there's nothing that could happen this season where I'm like, fire Gus. I don't think there's anything. No, I don't think. I yeah. don't think so either. Like, fuck, man. People are so, and this goes back to the original question. People are so spoiled after 2017, 2018, man. But if we you know say what? that, we'll end up being Florida. Who after Urban Meyer, they're just like, oh, I gotta get this guy. Uh, let's go. Let's get Muschamp. Oh, he didn't work. Oh, let's get uh, Dan Mullen. Oh, that didn't work. Oh, no, it year. did work. They oh, still suck. Ten wins, nine wins, and then they fire him after one bad year. They still suck. Yeah. All that money. Maybe it's not the coach. Who was he? McIlwain. 
McIlwain was the McIlwain. Maybe no one no one wants to live in fucking poverty ass Gainesville. How about that? In Tallahassee. Part of it. That's why we are going to dominate the state of Florida over the next couple decades because Orlando actually has cool stuff to do. And NIL is evening the playing field. No one wants to live in these poverty little college towns or little ho-dunk off the middle of nowhere. Oh, there's like a strip club is like the third best restaurant in your city. No one wants to live there. Let's have that same intensity on Saturday. But just... Dude, I'm definitely getting trespassed at this not, rate. <laughs> not too much, though. I'm so, I'm so fired up, man. <laughs> All right, I think you're up. All right. Next question is from Nathan Kangle. It's one game, and no one should panic. But should we put in Tommy Castellanos right now? I mean, you're kind of uh, <laughs> contradicting yourself there. No, but... I'm just going to say no. I, I don't want to butt. Here's the thing. If shit really hits the fan, then you know obviously we got to do something to change it. But I don't think it's that bad. I think this is a, kind of a one-game hiccup. But I don't know, can't predict the future. What do you think, Moo? Or we could just like get the run game going. Yeah. How, how about, about Johnny Richardson, two carries? What? Keep Harvey in. Harvey is elite. I said this in the middle of the game. Harvey is elite. Why are we not giving the ball? Like Richardson and Bowser should be change of pace. It shouldn't be, you know, third splits. I don't know. I, I don't want to use last game as like a benchmark because like everything felt, it, it just didn't feel good. Between like the usage and the play. Jalen Griffin, no offense, dude, but you're... And I don't pay that much attention. I don't know the fourth best receiver. Yeah, you know, why is that? No, there's O'Keefe? one drop. One drop. I don't know. All right, I'm tired and grumpy. Let's run through the rest real quick. Next question from Steve George: At what point does Plumley get benched and Tommy start the rest of season to prep for 23? I guess we just answered that, but I don't know. Not gonna happen. All right, at least and, I don't want it to happen. And a follow up. I mean, for- Tommy's is the real deal. Yeah, he's the real deal but- for sure. This is JRP's team, and we're going to ride him into the sunset. All right, next follow-up from Steve George. Is it time for Gus's seat to take some heat? I mean, you should always have a little bit of warmth yeah. on the seat. But turn the seat warmers Shouldn't on. Just be... But at the same time, I feel like Gus, sometimes when he talks or when he, like when he talked about coming to UCF, it just seemed like he... Nothing against him, but just the way that he speaks about, you know, being here or why he came here, just something comes off as like, I'm never going to get fired from this university. <laughs> I don't know. Just me. No, I, I get that. But to me, that's like that bleeds confidence in my head. Not like cockiness. But, you know, I guess, you know, the more games you start losing, the lines between those two can get skewed. I don't know interesting to see i mean the the season is the next three games so we've got to win two out of three yeah and we we really have to beat cincinnati because least we're 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 coming from behind if we don't beat cincinnati and it's just not a good look like we're gonna if we lose cincinnati yes we can still make the conference championship blah 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 whatever but the fan base can be demoralized. The team is going to be demoralized. And then guess what? We've got two consecutive road games at Memphis, which we've sucked at 
eternally, and at Tulane, who's probably the best team in the conference, if we lose to Cincinnati, this season's probably over. For <laughs> like five minutes ago, you were all hyped. We're back. It's not that bad. <laughs> no, I'm just that's how crazy the season has been, man. It, it, so no, up and think down. about it though. What? Dude. What are we? Are we good? Are we bad? Are I, we elite? Are I can, we dude. I can. Horrible? I can hype us up after a loss. But dude, if we lose to Cincinnati, it's over, man. I can't. Hi- I can hype up myself. I will still be hyped for the rest of the season. But no one else is gonna be. We're gonna lose all that. It's gonna be like the you know the balloon that goes like, just deflated everywhere. Listen, it's, it's not technically over not over, but we are. Then we get crazy. down on ourselves, and then we end up having no confidence for USF. I will still have confidence, but no one else is going to. I'm gonna be like the boy who cried wolf because I was saying after the ECU game, oh, it's not that big of a deal. We're fine. We're fine. Well, yeah, if it happens again against Cincinnati, we're not fine. But at the same time, I know we're gonna beat them. We'll be fine. I we're fine. I lost once ever with them. That, Can't happen. Dude, twice. the money move blessing has me a lot more confident than I was before we recorded the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's wrap this up. Um, game this weekend. I will be there. I'll be flying in Saturday morning. Hope to see everyone. Going to swing by the uh, 3MG tailgate. Also, the Theta Chi off-campus house. Um, if anyone else has anywhere, any spots they want me to swing by, love to, uh, you know, come say what's up. This is part of your, like, NIL deal? <laughs> Do they have to pay for your appearance? I don't know. I, d- I just want to see everyone. It's homecoming. Everyone's coming home. <laughs> Moo, are you coming home? Unfortunately, I am not. Uh, still got like a whole bunch of hurricane cleanup and stuff. Um, so yeah, fortunately I, I have the day off on Friday. I wanted to go. Let's go. Um, I'm not even going up till Saturday. I can't dude. I'm, I'm actually busy too, man. Like this is going to be a, a fly up leaving Sunday morning. Like this business trip, straight business trip. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, I mean, we'll figure it out. Maybe yeah. last minute I'll go. I don't know. Ooh, um, there's a possibility. Move leaving the door <laughs> open. <laughs> so first watch this week, what'd you have? Dude, I'm really on the AM Superfoods Bowl. So it's like yogurt with like some berries, granola, little banana slices. But then you get the side of the toast with the uh the almond butter on it. Oh man. Mm. So good. I've and not you, had that. And here's a little pro tip. You can get this as an appetizer and then order other meals and, like, you know, split the bowl. Each have a half piece of toast. It's good, man. It's good. I highly recommend Ooh, pro it. Pro tip. Yeah. I, you beat me to it because I actually have a pro tip, a menu oh. hack, if you will. Um, I like to get the market skillet hash. You know, it has no meat on it. It's like veggies and some goat, nice goat cheese, and then a side of the million dollar bacon. Put that, that on up it. In there. Nice. That should be the new. Me- that has to be a new menu item. Like million dollar market hash. <laughs> the million dollar market moo. <laughs> Dude, they need like something named on the menu for us. Like the one night stand tacos or something. <laughs> I don't know. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> At least sick. as like a seasonal special, like yeah, give us a fall, 
What would it be though? Something with football. I don't know. Just like a give me a bowl with like everything. Yeah. Or like a I don't I, know. Yeah. I'm not good with like the combos of, yeah, just, of everything. But we'll name. leave that to the professionals. Just put our names not on what, it. One night stand, like <laughs> one one night bowl, or something. I don't know. Yeah, that would be cool. Something to pitch to Chris. Yeah, we'll we'll get on that. But in order to have that, like I said earlier, please subscribe, rate, and review. Um, like I said, thank you guys for listening. Hit me up if you're going to the game. Be there. Be loud. On every down on defense, we need it. This game is the season. It's very important. We need the back-to-back false starts at the beginning of the game. Yeah, That would just blow the roof off. That would almost make up for us not getting college game day. Let's do it. Why not? Why can't we be that loud? Give me one good reason. Tracy Chapman. Give me one reason. (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing. But Exactly. If we we do back-to-back false starts on their first... Drive, epic. Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet something right now, just like I said I would with Colton Boomer. I completely forgot last week. All right, we're out of here. Go Knights. Charge on. Domain nature. Domain nature.